Our guest tonight has her own YouTube channel called Raise My Plate, where she not only helps you raise your physical health, she helps you raise your spiritual health. You can find her at Healthy Michelle with one L dot com uh, online, and you can find her right here, right now. This is Michelle Sharif. Normally, when you when you interview somebody who does like a cooking website or something, they're preparing the meal. You're sitting there just being mean and eating your meal in front of me. Okay, hey, that I'm is just. Hungry. But that's just that's just rude. Okay, well, but, but, I you know what? Make you a salad if you are closer and we're not on quarantine. So next time I'll make you a salad. All right, I'm going to hold you to that because that it's like that, that looks like an amazing salad. Okay, and you know what? It, you know we can have an amazing dinner conversation. I will just I will just sip on my water. Oh, good. Yeah. Like like I like I make most of my dates do. You know, <laughs> they get they sip the water while I eat because you know I'm because I'm that is like crazy right now. Is that what you're doing? You're doing Zoom meetings? No, uh, I'm doing Zoom meetings. You know, I haven't. I have Well, actually, I've never been I, after after my after my last failed relationship. Many 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 years ago. Uh, I have not been an active participator in, in, in dating. I've, I've dated, honestly, the number of, the number of women I've been out with, I, 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 honestly, I could count on, I could count on my, on my right hand. I could count, you know, you know. not on my left hand. So I lost a what finger. About, what uh, about no. online dating? No online dating? No, no. I prefer face to face. Okay. Well, I'm, you know, the, the, the body. You know, online dating is like so old school. It doesn't work. Everybody's looking for the next fish in the sea. Just like so boring. Uh, you know, and, and the bottom line is, is the the, the most the, the thing that's missing in an online dating experience is affinity, and that is the, you know the actual an actual attraction to someone. Do you want to be closer to them, which you cannot necessarily identify over online? There yeah. are countless people I've met online that that I go to meet in person. Like, wow, you're 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 just awful. Okay, <laughs> you're. I, I like I, you know I, I wow I just ooh. you're just dull <laughs> I just, you just yeah have, you're just dull like, oh my goodness and you you meet these people and you're like <laughs> and so I just I, I don't do that anymore but uh, what do you what what okay so you've got a salad there you know and and again you know you sit there and talk to somebody who's actually doing a cooking show and uh, doing a cooking channel your your channel's called Raise My Plate right and yet. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and, and, and salad, I made it to eat it. And okay. We lost time, and so I went right into. It. And you went right into it, yeah. And then I, yeah, oh, and then yeah. Good. Sorry, threw that dressing on there. I'm like, okay, well, the salad's got to get eaten. So, you know, next time I'm making you one too. But it's yummy. I'm really enjoying it. And, and you were really hungry, and you you'd put off you'd put off eating. You were gonna eat. You were you were putting you'd put off eating it for for lunch in favor of using it for, to demonstrate what you were making there because you had beets in it. You had carrot. You got is that carrots? That's carrots, right? I got the carrots. I got you got the radishes in it. You've got you know, pretty much pretty much it's like you you raided farmers market for that, you know, and then you know. Now, see, I would have gone a step further. Scouts has gotten very familiar with me. Let's just put it that way. They got the pickup service now. Mm -hmm. um, I used, I usually love going to the farm first market, but mm -hmm. you know, with COVID and everything, just trying to stay away from others. 
but yeah. it got the pickup situation going with Instacart and Sprouts finally worked that out. So I've been picking up food every other day and I've been on this cleanse. I've been doing a little cleanse. I talked briefly about the things that I've been going through health-wise, getting better. I decided to do this cleanse by medical medium. And so I've been literally eating, eating like uh, fruit and vegetables. I'm talking about just like salad. I'm not even talking about cooked vegetables for the last six, today's day number seven. And I have two more days to go. And all I want is, I don't know what I want. I thought I would have like a million cravings by now. I thought I'd be hungry. Mm -hmm. Really, I'm not, I'm really enjoying this. I've been vegan before. I've been vegetarian before. And I go back and forth. I call myself a flexitarian. But really, I mean, I've been super satisfied. I mean, it's a pretty big salad. I'll eat. It really is. And that's the great thing with yeah. salad is you can eat a big bowl like that. And, and you know, and it's, it, it, you can't eat it. Obviously, you can't eat a big bowl of chicken or a big bowl of anything else. But vegetables, you can eat a big bowl of that. And, you know, and it's, and it's not, it's not going to, it actually breaks down in your system and evacuates your system very quickly. Digestion you know, has been great. Uh, thankfully, you never had issues in that area, but digestion is great. Um, just feeling really good. I've been feeling full. I haven't had any cravings, which is super cool. Like seriously, like usually I want like a popsicle or something. Like I got a little craving. I've not been having the cravings. Seriously, this has been really cool. And um, I was going to say another thing. The other thing is, it's like you mentioned, it's so low in calories. You could eat a big bowl and it's like, mm -hmm. you could eat as much as you want. And the cool thing is I like to go with like a vinaigrette, like I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. which is super cool because then you're like low on the calories because a lot of the dressings, when you go to Cheesecake Factory and you get that ginormous salad, right? Oh yeah. And it's like somehow it's like 700, a thousand calories for some reason. It's the ranch dressing. It's oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's the ranch dressing. It's the so, bucket of ranch dressing they bring to the table for you. You know, it's like, can you just, can you just put that around my, around my face right there? I'll just, and a straw. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's certain, there's certain dressings that definitely contribute to, yeah. To the weight, the, the weight gain, the calories and the, and, and the processed garbage. The, okay. So a couple of things, like if you're like trying to watch your weight, I've, I've done a whole thing on this, but if you're trying to watch your weight, Really, it's where the pro most of the calories come from protein, dairy, all these different things that you're eating, processed foods, mm -hmm. all of these are really high in calories. So if you're really trying to lose weight, this is a great way to go. And you could incorporate protein and other things, but that's where you, you can control those portions more and you don't have to control your vegetable portions. Right, exactly. Um, a lot of what I make, a lot of my diet actually is like that. I mm -hmm. make a lot of vegetables. It's primarily vegetables. I'll do mm -hmm. rice. I love rice. Oh, yeah. I, I like white rice. It's easy on the digestive system. And then I'll have, I'll saute some greens. I'll saute some squash. I'll do something cool like that. Mm -hmm. and then I'll have controlled portions of uh, protein like throughout the week. All right. Now, now. Which white rice? Because there are several variations of white rice, and we just want to make sure you're getting the right white rice. 
<laughs> I got that all out. Did you hear that? Wasn't that impressive? I got white, right, white, right, rice. You know, white. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, I would say basmati. Basmati is my favorite. So, I mean, like I said, my background's Middle Eastern. Oh. The, the basmati rice. I mean, seriously, it's the best rice on the planet. Um, I found an. I bet you would say that. <laughs> right? That, right that middle eastern heritage thing yeah that's yeah that's where that's where we go to with this right <laughs> well, yeah i mean well, there you go i'm a i'm a, you know i'm a i'm a big fan personally of uh, i like i like brown rice but brown rice technically isn't rice in the in the same way that white rice is so it's brown a, rice contains fat that's what makes it different so what happens is the fat is actually processed out of white rice and mm -hmm. it's a little bit harder on the digestive system. Mm -hmm. Brown rice is definitely a healthier option because you, it's less processed and you're getting the fat too. So that's a yeah. thing that we need. But I personally like white rice because it's easier on the digestive system. And I look at getting my fats from like oils and avocado and things like that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I... I not arguing the point here. Um, <laughs> I, I know already that I would lose, but uh, <laughs> standard. Uh, the the thing was uh, with the uh, we were uh, the white rice though the 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 starch the the amount of starches that are now that are now you know undiluted I would say by the fat those come into play though doesn't doesn't white rice tend to tend to spike a glycemic reaction. Absolutely. I, the best way to do it is to rinse the rice. Just take that rice, rinse it, rinse it a couple of times, and then you get rid of the starch. And, oh, and okay. That's fine. And, you know, and then you boil the rest and, and, and it's fine. It's not, I mean, as long as you're maintaining an overall healthy diet, there's like no perfection way of doing it. Right. As long as you're incorporating good things into your diet, that's really, it's about moderation and like live your life eat the things that you like, don't cut everything out, but just try to do little mindful things throughout the day, like vegetables. Well, there you go. But, but also you bring up a very good point is that most diets will have you on restrictive portions. And if you find your portions in a diet too restrictive, throw them in a salad. <laughs> exactly. And throw you, them into as a thing. Like these restrictive diets, they don't work. You get on these diets and then you're like, oh, what am I doing? Like, I, all I want is like a chocolate croissant, a baked chocolate cake, and like yeah, all this stuff, right? Because you- But right? yeah, but exactly. But if you incorporate, if you incorporate the proteins and the fats within the salad itself, because the bottom line is, you mix it into the salad, that's half the mixing battle for your body because your body's going to start processing all that stuff the second you throw it in there anyway. So, you know, you just like, you just like, you just doing the pre-mixing of it. <laughs> so Exactly. Exactly. You're doing and, the mixing of it. But I guess what I was trying to say was that, you know, when you're restricting yourself and you're saying, mm -hmm. I can't eat this, I can't eat that. Those diets always fail. They always fail because you get the cravings because you're not like easing your way into it. You're not easily like uh, incorporating healthy things like fruits and vegetables into your diet. You're just going all in and there's just no such thing. You got to ease your way into these sort of things. You can't, changes don't happen like that. Baby steps. But also you, you had brought up earlier, it's about mindset too, because here's what, here's what, again, if you think about 
something, regardless of whether you think about it in the negative or the positive, okay, then that's what, that's what comes about. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're sitting there thinking, I can't lose weight, well, guess what? You're not going to lose weight because you're automatically telling yourself, I can't lose weight. I can't, I can't do this. And you are automatically setting yourself up for, for sabotage. So um, I started writing affirmations, um, I want to say like eight years ago. And I, I went and I was like also kind of going through a reflective phase in my life. And um, I was introduced to affirmations. All right. Now, now, while you're uh, explain really quick to people what, what affirmations are, because a lot of the people that might be watching this are affirmations. Uh, so affirmations are I am statements. So I am, I am, I am losing weight. I am exercising. I am capable. I am strong. These are mm -hmm. all affirmations. And when you say these, they have a certain level of uh, impact on your subconscious mind because you're saying, instead of saying, I can't lose weight, you're saying, I am able to lose weight. I am losing weight. And so you're starting to change your reality by making these positive I am statements. So there's a, there's a, uh, a little time window where you could actually start talking to your subconscious mind. And that's usually when you're sleepy in that mm -hmm. sleepy state, like about 30 minutes before you're about to fall asleep early in the morning, that sleepy state is a very impactful time. And what you do with it is extremely important. So I started writing um, different things. So I think for somebody who is struggling with the with the mental stuff i think a really good way for them to overcome it is by starting to write these i am statements to especially in that period of time to help them overcome it that is i could not have said that better myself <laughs> i i really i really people fail to realize okay our reality is built by us okay even the physical reality around you okay uh, the great line from Peter Gabriel's song, Mercy Street, all of the buildings, all of the cars were once just a dream mm -hmm. in somebody's head. Absolutely. And that is the point is, that is exactly what it goes on in this world. And our world is the reality that we choose to make it and, and how we choose to navigate through it. One of my biggest uh, influencers has been Dr. Wayne Dyer. Absolutely love him. He passed away a couple of years ago. I got to see him before he died. I was really happy to see him. He has been a big impact in my life. And this guy, he grew up in foster care. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a, that's a brutal way to grow up. And Hold up. Hold so up. Foster care. Woohoo! I was, I was also a foster care kid. So. Okay. Look <laughs> at you. But, you turned out all right. Oh, and, yeah. And he turned out all right. And it's really about your frame of mind. So he, he would tell this story how all the new foster kids would come in and they'd be really sad and and they tell him, go see Wayne, go see Wayne, because he just had this mental state. And for mm -hmm. me, I wasn't dealt the best set of cards growing up. I had a I pretty interesting uh, upbringing and, and childhood. And people always recognized in me, and that's probably why I connected with Dr. Wayne Dyer, was, was my mental state. Somehow I was always in a positive state and I was able to look at the good things and, and look at the glass half full. And the, second, and the second you have that attitude, immediately there are, there are two people that come to you, the people that need you and the people that want to tear you down for it. 
and that's and I, I can and you can speak to that truth, can't you? Absolutely. I guess there are there well, are people that see you and see who you exactly are, and there are people who see you and say, "Oh no, no, not on my watch." <laughs> there, there's definitely. I mean, I recently got a very um, an attack on uh, one of my Instagram posts recently by somebody. I I was writing something like, "Hey, we wake up and we have like two choices. This is going to be a good day. This is going to be a bad day." And mm -hmm. then you know, with every situation that we face, there's two ways of looking at it. Mm -hmm. This person went off on me. He was like, "Oh, okay. So if I die in a plane crash, I need to like be happy." And I. <laughs> And it, I don't know. They wrote this like whole like. Yeah, exactly. Thing. My my immediate response is, wait, you got to fly on a plane? There are people that would be totally happy about that. I mean, wait, are, you're gonna die in a plane crash? Would you rather die a long, painful death of cancer or go quickly? Okay, see, there's again, there's the, there is the point to be made on how we, uh, you know, and you can go, yeah, did you can go down in a plane crash as a brave soul who took somebody's hand, you know, and said, hey, we're gonna be good, you know. Comforted somebody. I There's mean, a. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I was on a plane crash, I mean, if if the plane was going down, this is easier said than done, right? Right. Yeah. In this scenario, by any means. Yeah. I think like I'd want to ref personally. I'm just kind of trying to put myself in that situation right now. I would want to think about my loved ones, and I'd want to like really reflect on them in a positive light and just really just remember those happy moments before. Exactly. And I mean, I don't know. I'm not on a plane. I'm not crashing and I'm not saying like there is no negativity. Right. No, no. But well, here's, here's what, here's the point I'm going to throw out Michelle. All okay. right. The only difference between an ordeal and an adventure is your attitude. And I'm, I'm sure somebody else has said that a thousand times before, uh, you know, and I know I picked it up somewhere along the way, but it is, it is the truth. However, 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 something is going down. All right. This, you know, people, well, for example, okay. People look at uh, COVID-19. We look at, we look at George Floyd's death and people are like, Oh, Oh no, this, you know, and this is horrible. I'm not, I'm not denying the horror, but how we choose to look at this and how we choose to proceed forward, this is is is, is, is it can be a great moment. This is the moment we woke up and said, "Hey, this is not right. This is we need these. This is what we need to do." Look at all people in the streets. Yeah, exactly. All people protest all over the world. It is amazing to see all these people come together. It is amazing. Exactly, and the bottom line is, uh, why you know, people are a lot, a lot of ignorant people are very mad right now, and of course they're being mad because they just woke up. But uh, the, the analogy I make is, somebody just really woke you up because the house is burning down, okay, and it is a catastrophe that that house is burning down. Yes. All right, it is time for you, and you can be mad about the house burning down, or you can be glad that you're alive to build a new one. Yes. To, to make the changes necessary. The future generations are going to be bringing. And it's so nice to see gener Generation Z and all these young millennials, seeing them going out and protesting and fighting for the future of their world. 
and just right. getting and getting it. And it's just inspiring to see the people. And you could have the people that are mad, the lawyers, the people that are destroying businesses. I mean, what does that even have to do with George Floyd's death? Exactly. Well, then I, that's the whole point. You have, you have, you have, you have the people out there who are a opportunists using using the cover of protest, or you had the people who are out there willing to willfully trying to subvert the message. Yes. They're, they're, trying to get the, they're trying to get the message away from the social justice and try to get it on the, ooh, the rioting and everything, and thereby they dilute. They just have their own agenda. And yeah, those exactly. are the people that, that, I would say those are very similar to potentially the mindset of the person who wrote me that Instagram comment. And yeah. just people who just want to lash out on other people for mm -hmm. no, no good reason. They're just angry. And see, I don't take that stuff personally because, again, those are undealt issues that those people need to deal with. And that brings me full circle to what I'm trying to say, which is that's why it's important. If you're trying to lead a more conscious life, you need to start reflecting on why your emotions are the way they are. Why are you upset in certain situations? Why are certain people really getting under your skin? Why are you angry? Why are you sad? Why are you hurt? Why do you feel pity on yourself? Why do you feel like you can't grow? why and ask yourself that and be truthful with yourself and journal about it and once you do that you're able to start to realize well hey this is why and you could dig deeper and dig deeper and nine times out of ten it's going to go back to your childhood and it's oh, yeah. go back to something that happened when you were a kid like your dad telling you it's not good enough and those are the things that i bring to my channel um, through my food for thought series. I talk about these affirmations and I talk about these learnings for different things. Um, most recently I was talking about not feeling supported. Um, that segment is called I am supported. Um, I talk about these different things and it's just, I just feel like especially younger generations could benefit so much. If I knew this stuff when I was 19, man, I'd be like a whole different person today. Well, we would we would all be, and I didn't I didn't learn my life's lessons till I was well into my thirties. I mean, you know, well well into my thirties before I started before I even before I even woke up. But here I am at fifty four, and you know, and doing and 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 moving forward in in in, a, in an entirely different way with a better understanding of the things that you know. Uh, we 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 develop these negative thoughts because the people around us they think what they are doing is in our best interest, but they do so in, in a psychologically damaging way, especially to children. Children are, at, at that point, they are impressionable. They are, you know, and, and, and they turn around and they, and, they, and they do this stuff and they have no realization and they have no sense of responsibility. And I think, and I think all of these traumas that go on in childhood, you know, most people never deal with them. They never, they never address the traumas that have happened. Because they I mean, they all right. don't talk about this stuff in school, Daniel. They don't talk no. about this. They don't teach you. They don't give you the equipment to the. the they lesson. barely give you the equipment for reading, writing, and arithmetic. We we know we know that that's that they defund the schools all the time. But I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to talk to you uh, about about something. And uh, you, you're you're Palestinian. I am. You are part. You're Palestinian now. Are you full full Palestinian? Yes, both my parents are Palestinian from Jerusalem. From Jerusalem, so you know, pretty much, pretty much, a, pretty much a hotbed right there. 
And, 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 and so they, got, they managed to get out, and you were born here in the United States? I was born in the U.S. I actually got to live overseas for a little bit of my time. Um, uh, I was there 9 through maybe 12. Mm -hmm. um, I went to school there. I, I learned Arabic. I learned how to read and write in Arabic. I learned Hebrew. Mm -hmm. um, I learned German. I lived in Germany for a little bit. But over there, um, it was definitely completely different than here. Um, yeah. But you know what? People are very resilient over there. And yeah. life goes on. It's a constant occupation. It's an It really is. But here's the one thing I have noted. That the one thing that I have noticed is that once Israelis and Palestinians are removed from that area, they are most, most of the time, they are the best of friends. They are well, they're they're, actually their best of friends, even over there. A they, lot of the civilians, I mean, yeah. my cousin goes to Israel all the time, and Israelis hang up. Most of the civilians are peaceful. I think this is a misconception that people don't see in the media. Mm -hmm. um, peep civilians are actually friendly with one another for the most part. Um, and a lot of them are the best of friends. Um, mm -hmm. And you just don't see that. It's mostly political stuff. You know, it really is. Again, and again, that, that, that's, that, that is a very valid point. It is the rich and powerful using the less powerful to play it, to, to make up a, a power struggle that goes on underneath them. Yeah. It is a, okay. there is a, there is, are you familiar with the third party rule? Uh, no, go ahead. All right. Well, let me let me clarify this for you. The third party rule indicates that if there are two parties in conflict, there is a third party that stands to benefit from that conflict remaining unresolved for as long as possible. Oh, yeah. And usually what happens is when when the two parties that are in conflict realize are acknowledging that third party is when the 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 the, the conflict dissipates. Mm-hmm. And that's what people need to realize. The conflict of, of, of uh, well, in this country, the conflict of black versus police is a construct made to keep both parties from realizing who the real criminals are. One thousand percent. You could have said it better. I could have said it better. It's, it's I think, you know, a lot of people um, uh, just use it as a distraction. Oh, they do. And, you know, and, 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 and that is what is truly sad in this country. This is what has, has transpired and what needs to change. And as I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fearful for the future if people wake up and, and, you know, and, and this is an opportunity for us to wake from this slumber. It's, it's going to be a difficult transition waking up, but it is a necessary transition if we are to survive. I'm very hopeful. Honestly, Daniel, oh, yeah. I'm very hopeful. Well, I, yeah, exactly. COVID, yeah. I think COVID, um, as, as devastating as COVID has been for, for especially the U.S. I mean, we've had so many deaths here. Yeah. I think it's also been really eye opening for Americans on um, just changing our way of life and slowing down and actually taking time to connect with people one on one with our families. Mm -hmm. Um, just kind of putting a lot of our distractions aside, which is something that mm -hmm. is a big issue for especially the younger generations, putting those aside. And then now you have real issues coming about with a lot of emotions that people are feeling. And with things like with George Floyd's death, it's really bringing about the, the, those emotions at the forefront and really pushing for change. 
And we're at an enlightenment stage of our lives. We're at an enlightenment stage of where we are as a society. People's mm -hmm. eyes are opening up. People are getting more mindful. People are, are becoming more awake about what's going on around them. I really am hopeful that our future is going to be bright. There's going to be a lot of wonderful changes coming up for us. I'm really you know what? I, I, am, I, I share in that hope and that optimism. I especially, uh, you know, COVID-19 also gave basically, uh, gave, gave a, a, you know, a, a pretty much a, a, a spellbound audience because they, they had no choice but to see what was going on and to, and to see the, the, the willful malicious look in that guy's eyes, you know, as, as he was, as he was doing something, it really, and how you could, how you, how anybody could look at that and not see that for the evil that it was mm -hmm. is, is truly astounding, but it also, but it also helps weed out a lot of unsavory people in our lives because now you can go through and say, okay, I'm done. You are this, you, you can, you, it makes it easier to spot toxins. <laughs> it makes it easier to spot toxins because now we're just, now we realize we're all one. Exactly. We're not just yeah. in this bubble anymore. Right. On, do, 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 with our own lives, not noticing something like that happening in the world. I mean, I've literally seen a person on the street with someone stepping over them and walking away. Like, I've literally seen that with my own eyes. But I yeah. think with the changes that have happened recently, that's no longer something that's happening because now we're realizing, hey, we're one world, we're one people, we're all one, and mm -hmm. injustice is injustice, and it's not right, and we're not going to stand for it, period. Right. The bottom line is we're all, we're all cells in one body. And uh, to borrow something from the Christians, isn't that what we're <laughs> supposed to be, the body of Christ? Uh, just so we know. <laughs> we're all one we're just all one you know christ and all we love christ we love we just love everybody we love buddha we love everybody well there you go and the best way you can the best way you can protect that body and honor the warranty is by eating right <laughs> <laughs> yes eat right honor the body you honor your body it takes care of you, you take care of it when you get your oil change every 3500 or so miles well, guess what? You're putting in good oil. You're taking care of your car. That car is going to last you 200 to 250,000 miles. So this is your body. This is your, your vessel here. Put good yes. things in it and raise your plate to higher consciousness and a higher conscious way of life so that you can have a more quality life and you could be better member of society. That is well said, Michelle. That is absolutely awesome. Now that's 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 the interview we were looking for. You got that? Oh my goodness! You can find Michelle Sharif at RaiseYourPlate.com, and that's across every platform: across Facebook, across Twitter, across Instagram, Snapchat. No Snapchat. Oh, thank goodness! Thank goodness! Okay. So on all the on all the on all on all the formats that appeal to grown-ups. Okay. So, of course, you know you should you should do you know you should do a little salad face you know Insta uh, Facebook uh, Snapchat filter that might work. I would I'd love to see people post their salads and tag raise my plate on Instagram or on Facebook and um, on, on Twitter, man. Snap that, snap a picture of that. A really good salad. A really, yeah. So, yeah, it's awesome, man. By the way, I throw pistachios in mine. I love, I love, I go, I go get the oh, big yeah. bag of pistachios at Costco. Yeah. And that's like, that's like my salad. That's like my I, salad trimming. Oh, I'm, I'm all about them pistachios. Oh, feel man. me? Okay. You find those shells. There's a trail of them. No, I always get the, I always get the pre-shelled. <laughs> 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm lazy that way. What? The fun's in the dishes. No, it's not. It's really not. The fun's in eating them. Okay. I don't know who told you that the fun is in the shelling. I'm, I'm like, no, no, not, not, no more of that noise. No. I'm working for it. It's lesser calories, man. Oh, well, you know what? I put mine way up on a high shelf. So there's my extra work. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that works out well. They're on the high shelf in the kitchen. That's, that's all that matters. Okay. All right. So anyway, Michelle Sharif. And like I said, you can find her at Raise Your Plate on YouTube. Uh, Raise My Plate on YouTube. And uh, she, has, she has videos up all the time, uh, fixing all sorts of wonderful, dare I say, Mediterranean-type dishes. You, you, tend to, you, tend to, you tend to go for the, the homespun classics, don't you? No, I don't, I don't necessarily. I, I like all food. I mean, in fact, my favorite food is like tacos. So just definitely, not. but there's definitely a heavy Mediterranean influence in my You got really quiet all of a sudden on me here. I what? You got really quiet all of a sudden. I don't know if I did something or. Oh, maybe our recording ended. Or maybe my, my earbud is just coming out. Let's try that. Okay. Talk again. Oh, there you go. You're a little better. Okay. So my earbud was coming, was sliding out. And you got to, you got to really like jam that thing in there. That's really annoying. You know? really put it in there. there. Uh, now, there you go. And of course, okay, and now, now I look like an official, official commentator. Just kidding. There we go. What was that? Woman. That's so mean. Why you got? Why 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 come? You got to be like that. Okay. It's like, uh, it's like we have we have we have we have a brave we have a brave new world coming, and it's time we all got ready for it. Absolutely. It's a pleasure talking to you, Michelle. Pleasure Talk to you soon, Daniel. This was fun. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. A big thanks to my guest tonight, Michelle Sharif. You can find her across all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube by looking up Raise My Plate. So hashtag Raise My Plate. And you can uh, find us, as always, under Asylum Tonight uh, across all social media platforms, with the exception of Facebook. Everything else on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, Asylum Tonight. And until our next night, Good night.